It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast. Uh, bonus episode this week, we're hitting you with some week two reviews, um, and we will try to make it a more regular piece. I'm your host, Matt May, or one of three hosts, um, probably does the least, uh, joined by Tony and Rob. Tony, Rob, how are you doing? Very good. Happy, as usual, to uh, get stuck into week two. Yes, yeah, all well, good. Yeah, all good. So, yeah, it's nice to have a second uh, a second episode um, or a bonus mm. episode. So, yeah, it'd be nice to break down the, uh, the actions of last week, for sure. Yeah, I mean, last Friday went so long that I thought, well, you know, we've got to add something else on because we were, we were running deep into overtime. You guys just wanted to keep chatting. Your takes were getting hotter and hotter, Rob. Yeah, actually, I just want to put, just want to plug our our show really, and uh, and just say that the guys, you know, all of us, the team, did well with our picks last week. I mean, I went through them. I think we probably had about 70 percent of them right. Um, I know I had all the quarterbacks. Tony had the wide receiver, I think wide receiver one of the week. Um, so yeah, it was a good week on the um, on the starts and sit. So yeah, hopefully everyone listened and um, followed our advice. Good shout. Yeah, there you go. Pats on the back for both you gents. Obviously, I had, I had picks. I'll be, following, uh, I'll be following me on Twitter for all that inside, inside info. Um, joking, of course. So, yeah, so week two review, we're, we're free-balling it a bit. We're going to go through each game. Um, obviously, we covered the Chiefs and the Chargers um, last week. We'll run through each game, talk about some fancy takeaways, who's trending up, who's trending down. Um, some of the key bits of info that you two think any listeners need heading into week three. So we'll start with the Steelers and the Patriots. Patriots winning out 17-14. Rob, we'll go to you first. What, what's your overall takeaway from this game? Um, is it danger time for, for Najee? I've seen a lot of people saying on uh, I think he was one of my sits for, for last week. Um, to be honest, though, I won't take too much credit for this one because I think the running backs across the board were all pretty poor scoring wise for fantasy football. Um, but yeah, I, I, I watched red zone. So I did, I haven't actually gone through the, the, uh, the whole game. Um, uh, maybe Tony has, but I haven't. Um, but what I, you know, the, the parts that I seen, it, it was a scrappy, not a great, not a great watch to be honest. And yeah, I, I do worry for him. I think there's, they're not going to take him off the field until he breaks down. So um, if you've got him anywhere and you trade him, um, I would. I just can't see the usage continuing and, and certainly not the points that he scored last year. So he is still a fade. And then the rest of the reception, the, the uh, wide receivers for the uh, Steelers, again, I don't think you can really trust any of them. I know DeAndre Johnson's getting the targets, but uh, I worry. I just, yeah, I still worry. Mitch, you know, Mitch Trubisky wasn't very good. And then, um, yeah, Tony can obviously cover if he wants to cover the Patriots. But yeah, for me, Steelers are, are still uh, a poor team. Yeah, yeah I th- <clears throat> strong, strong feelings about it. strong feelings about it. I think he got the Najee sit right. I think yeah. um, expected a bit more than eleven or twelve points, or whatever, from your first round pick. I think in terms of the Patriots, I, I wanted a bit more out of Stevenson as soon as Ty Montgomery went on the um, IR, and it was down to two of the backfield in a game that they, you know, should win and and did win. I expected a bit more from from Stevenson in terms of the pass catches. Parker shouldn't be on any roster, even even um I would go as far as even Dynasty, you know, get him off your roster now. He he's clearly 
he's not going to be the focal point. He's not going to be any kind of point for uh, Mac Jones. Myers with 13 targets is good to see, but, you know, um, Aguilar looks like the deep threat. I don't think you can start any of them with confidence. Maybe Meyer in a PPR league. Um, I'm interested to see when they switch over, going back to Steelers, on when Pickett comes in and what happens. Because, you know, Pickens was around 11, 12 pick. Claypool maybe 10. It looks like Claypool's getting more targets than Pickens at the moment. Um, and Pat Frymuth is kind of just red zone, really. His yardage is really low, so you're banking on a touchdown there. Not much joy from this in fancy uh, world, but we, we kind of knew that. Yeah, we knew this was going to be a low-scoring game. Um, and I think most of the New England games will be, if I'm honest, going forward. So I don't see much hope for anyone there. Yeah, no, fair, fair summary. Um, not going out there, wait, grab any, anything off those lineups. Um, moving on to the Giants and the Panthers then. Um, Tony, we'll go to you first on this one. Both sides of the ball. <laughs> yeah. What did you take away? So I'm still worried about DJ Moore. Um, he got his touchdown. Um, three for six is not great against the Giants. You know, not a really strong defense, you would say. They, they, they are pretty good. They're obviously 2-0, but, you, you know, this, this is a game a true number one wide receiver should be getting that a little bit more than that. So I'm still worried about him. Um, Shai Smith is, continues to... So he's got six targets in this game, the same as DJ Moore. So, you know, it looks like it's just looking at the stat line and actually watching the game. He didn't catch any of them, my fault one. But actually, you know, wide receiver targets are spread pretty pretty evenly across those three receivers, which makes me think, you know, next week, for example, DJ Moore's going to get probably Marshawn Lattimore, who did not get a suspension. Um, I'd be pretty scared to play DJ Moore against Lattimore, I think. Um, considering he hasn't done much the first two weeks. Although he did score his touchdown. Um, yeah, McCaffrey's going to get his just by sheer volume. But again, it's, it's not why you took 101, 102. Barkley came down to earth a little bit. But again, with the volume, it's probably a safe uh, wide receiver, um, running back one still. With that kind of volume, you can't see him run out of that bracket. And uh, Galladay, again, probably the same as De- Devontae Parker. I- I'm giving up on Galladay pretty much everywhere I've got him. Um, and uh, Roberto's Kadiris Tony Boomer bust is looking very much like a bust. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, well, yeah, Tony's. Um, I just, the usage is just really weird. Um, I think uh, Dable came out and said that he was going to start him this week, but he, I think, looking at his, you know, he had three targets. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't know what's happening. Whether he's just in the bad, you know, in the doghouse. I'm not sure. He's still he's still the most talented player on that team. There's just no doubt in my mind. And then just going back to Galladay, I, I did hear something that he's um he cleared his locker out after the game. Yeah. So so I think he's I think he's finished uh, with the Giants and he's just going to get paid. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to work out. But yeah, overall, yeah, I, I, I don't worry about DJ Moore. Uh, just going back to that, I think I think he's not going to be any better than he was last year. I think I you know I'll I'll come around and say that. I think. Um, I still think you'll finish with a thousand yards. I still think you'll finish with I don't know, three or four touchdowns. The the offense is terrible. You know, I can't see the coach lasting. Um and yeah, yeah, you've got to worry for him next week. I don't know if Robbie Anderson might get lined up against Lattimore. I don't know. I don't know if he shadows or not Lattimore, or he just takes the outside player. So we'll we'll see on that. But yeah, not a great start for next week. 
But um, yeah, he did well. He salvaged his day with a touchdown. And McCaffrey, I think, like Tony said, you know, I think a lot of people took him 101, 102, wanting a lot more than what you've got so far. I think volume for him and Barkley are safe. You know, they're going to be safe floors, your RB, you know, one or two. But, they, I, you know, I worry that they may, you know, they're not, well, certainly McCaffrey's not going to get to the height he has in 2019 and, and so forth. So overall, both offences are struggling. Uh, I think even though the Giants are 2-0, and they're both not good offences. And I think, um, especially for the Panthers, I think a change in the management is coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, nice. Good assessment. Again, um, so two fairly boring games. Let's move on to the Jets versus the Browns, which uh, wasn't boring. Um, I mean, 31-30, hell of a game. Jets looked, I mean, you know, um, they spread the ball around. Garrett Wilson emerged. Talk to us about this. Tony, you go first. Yeah, so, I mean, we were all pretty high on Garrett Wilson in the offseason, I think, um, in terms of his sheer kind of wide receiver ability, you know, the likeness to Stefan Diggs and right running and all that. And it's nice to see, but it's nice to see um, him pop so early I think usually you're looking at some of the other rookies they might take a little bit longer but it looks like Wilson's um, having his coming out party now Flacco is throwing for a record amount of attempts that is something to to, to make sure we're all on the same page here and usually Cleveland away is the opposition has the lowest amount of snaps but um, in this game they did uh, have like a considerably high amount of snaps and obviously they're behind so they have to throw um, it, the question is going to be when Zach Wilson comes back, what what happens then? Obviously, he's got that connection with Elijah Moore last year, although we didn't see it too much. Um, does Wilson keep that target share when Wilson comes back? Because they will go to Wilson. I know everyone's saying that he's not going to get his job back. You know, he's the number two overall pick. Supposed to be coming back week four. Um, Flack has only got to lose a couple of games, which, you know, they are the Jets at the end of the day. They got lucky in this one, kind of. Um, it could have easily been Owen too. So before we start saying Flacco's going to start all season, we've got to be a bit careful about that. And I think, yeah, maybe Elijah Moore is a buy for that reason. Um, I probably would say that, actually. You know, there's no way that Wilson's going to command 14 targets again in the game. Uh, well, he might do, but I, I, it's unlikely. Let's just put it like that. So um, I'm not going to sell high on him because he's a rookie with immense potential. But I think Elijah Moore is a sneaky buy low situation. And Tyler Conklin with nine targets is tight end. Keep an eye on that. He's on the wire in a lot of leagues. Matt May is, you know, looking yeah. for a tight end in a certain league. Yeah. Tyler Man. Conklin. Um, keep an eye on CJ Uzama. I did say last week that if he sits, Conklin's a good player. I played him in the, um, in the Scott Fishbowl when he came through for me. So um, that's one to watch, I think, for the future, especially if they're going to throw this amount. Absolutely. I'm a Comet owner. Um... <laughs> yeah. There there's a group okay. there's a group for us we meet now regularly <laughs> and uh, talk about our mistakes so yeah i am looking for tight ends if you know if anyone's got a tight end uh, <laughs> and wants to just you know help me through this terrible period then uh, feel free to reach out roberto um talk to us about the jets coming down to earth potentially and, and this game yeah so um I probably one of the biggest advocates of, the, of uh, Elijah Moore. Um, I saw he's a great talent, and I, I agree with Tony. I think you know if you've got him, you hold on to him. Um, you know unless you're getting really good value. But overall, 
yeah, it was a good good performance for Wilson. You know, I yeah, I don't I agree. I don't think he's going to get that level of target. Certainly not on a weekly basis. I think I will say though, um, I do think Flacco will keep the job for as long as they are competitive and if they can win. You know, if let's just say they win one or two of the next three games, then I think there's a there'll be a conversation about whether Zach Wilson just sits until things go horribly wrong. They probably will because of it, like you said, they are the Jets and Flacco is, you know, he's an old, he's an old vet now. So, um, and whether that changes then the connection, because there's certainly one between Flacco and Wilson. Um, but overall, you know, those two guys have got a great future. And, and, if, and if Wilson can get his act together, then the Jets you know, with Brees Hall can be a good offense at some point. But um, I just want to concentrate on Nick Chubb a little bit. I think I was one of the downers on him off season. I think Tony was against him. I think he was more, advocate yeah. for Chubb I think his numbers are just he's just so good isn't he I think is um is rushing this game you know they used him a lot more than Kareem Hunt in this one even a week one it was a bit more the other way around so if you've got Chubb in I think in PPR though I'm still quite lower you know, lower on him because of the catches but overall if you've got him in none or half then he's he's a great you know I think he was a mid to late round two pick or or around that sort of level um, across the board. So yeah, he's, he's looking good. Um, and the Browns overall, I think they just need to get, they need to get Watson as soon as they can. Obviously they can't get him any, they can't get him any quicker, but I just think um, Brissett is, you know, they're, they're struggling, even though Cooper got a lot of targets. I, I can see the, com- I can see the connection between Cooper and Lamb. Very similar, very good. You know, well, I think Cooper's probably you know he's proven it, but they're both going to be the target leaders, but are not on good passing offenses with bad quarterbacks. So I think they're you know they're similar types of players at the moment. Um, yeah, not great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing that I like about Chubb, I mean, he's he's not he's on the field about fifty percent of the time, but when he's on there, he gets the carries, and his yards per carries historically have, have been above five point two, five point three every year um and there was nothing to say that, that wasn't going to continue this year um was it 6.41 5.12 first two games three touchdowns yeah. so you can't argue it you can't argue that can you no, no. Okay. Uh, everyone at the moment he's um i was talking to uh, someone about this during draft season he's just not a player that you he's not a sexy draft pick you just don't feel like oh you know i want chub but then when the season kicks off just so consistent um and he's doing it again. Let's move on to uh, to a result that might look sexy, uh, actually, but maybe unexpected. Jags just wiping out the Colts, twenty-four to zero. Um, some of the stats around this are the uh, the Jags are obviously a airy bogey team for the Colts when you look back at it. Um, the Jags looked they looked good, um, and the Colts looked bad. So. Uh, well, focus through the fancy takeaways. Yeah, I think that was good enough for that analysis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were, they were. Yeah, I think it's worst words you can use for the Colts. I think obviously Pittman went down last minute. I think he was doubtful the last couple of days, so that didn't help. Um, and their receiving call was down, you know to Ashton Doolin and Paris Campbell and and not not you know. And I think Alex Pierce was in concussion protocol, so not great. And I think the biggest surprise for me was just the usage of Taylor. Um, I didn't watch too much of this game, but whether it just got out of hand very quickly, but even in the passing game, I mean, look at his stats here. He only had one target, one reception. And I know Naheem's is the, you know, the, the passing down type back, but when you've got a weapon like Taylor, you've got to use him more. Um, 
you know, than, than what he did. I mean, he only had nine rushing attempts. So a real strange game for him. But the Colts overall, another another coach under real real pressure to keep his job, I think. Um, because even with Pittman back, I think it, it all comes down to what they've done on the offseason with the quarterback. And Matt Ryan for me is is completely washed. Um, I didn't. I said it off season. I didn't like him last year for the Falcons, and I don't think he's that good this year. He does target one, so yeah, Pittman might still get his numbers, but overall, it's it's worrying times for the Colts. Um, and then on the Jag side of things, Christian Kirk again showing showing why he was a good you know mid round. Um, draft pick you know if you did take him I haven't got him anywhere unfortunately but he, he's looking good he's looking like the true true number one I think the slot makes a difference for him getting a lot of um, targets and receptions there and they look all right Trevor Lawrence was okay I think his, his completions were I've got the stats in front of me but I um, incredibly I high yeah. 25 out of 30 yeah so there we go so um, that's very good yeah. So overall, yeah, disappointing. I didn't see um didn't see much of the other weapons. I think uh, Zay Jones didn't get many looks, but you know he was always a secondary option. But overall, and then obviously the running back. Lastly, the Robinson uh, Etienne headache. Um, I think you've got to be patient a little bit with Etienne. I still think he's got the burst, and I think he's still very young. You know, he's, he's, he's we've got to remember he's still a rookie as far as his playing time in the NFL. So. But Robinson's looking good as well. So I think, you know, that could be end up being like a one-two Kamara type uh, Ingram punch at some point. But, um, but yeah, difficult to start any of them, you know, in com- with confidence on a, on a weekly basis, I think. Um, might take in here. Yeah, so for me, <clears throat> Lawrence, it, this was the best game I've seen him play by far. Look extremely comfortable in there, which is great to see because... I think we actually called it a couple of weeks ago that we need to see something from him soonish for the capital and dynasty love that he's had over the last couple of years or whatever. But in terms of Robinson and ATN, I just want to say you really need to pick game game flow here. So in a in a game that you think Jacksonville are going to win, then you know start Robinson, and then in a game where they're not going to win and they'd be chasing you need to start Etienne. But of course, there's dangers with that because this is a game probably that you thought they were going to be behind. So you probably start Etienne and Jags then control the game. So I think if you knew which way the game flow was going to go, you'd be okay with those running backs. But it's picking that. Um, are they going to be winning? Are they not going to be winning? Just to say, just to piggyback uh, on that, the next two. Cause trouble. I just want to point out, Evan Ingram with eight targets as well um, is encouraging. And it probably has hurt the Jones brothers outside. Um, so yeah, that's one to watch. I'll be keeping an eye on it. Evan Ingram's usage after eight targets for Titans, pretty good. Yeah, so I was just going to say on the running backs, just the, the next two games, they got the Chargers away, Eagles away. So Etienne might should be, be Etienne's games, yeah, be, yeah, because they, they're certainly not going to be leading in any of those games. No, good shout. Yeah, nice, good uh, tone of game flow, and uh, mm-hmm. people love you advising on it. Um, Here's a game that uh, people absolutely would have loved. If you if you want to go back and watch any game, watch the Ravens versus the Dolphins. Mm. 42 to 30. This game was just unbelievable. Um, talk about the fancy takeaways from this one because there's a lot of them. If you had fancy players in this game, you were very happy. <laughs> well, we got to start the quarterbacks. Um, you know, to, to throw up 40 points from each quarterback is pretty good i mean i saw a couple of line lineups with both of them in, in the scott fishbowl and you've lost already 
with those two. Um, I want to say I had a couple of decisions at the running back, which I made a mistake here. So, you know, as soon as Dobbins news came out, I put Canning Drake in in one league and it absolutely killed me. Um, that's not going to happen again. So Baltimore really do not look like they can run the ball. The amount of carries that they're getting hit in the backfield. Um, and obviously, you know, we talk about a running quarterback that holds holds the kind of line. And I, I don't know, Dobbins is going to struggle. I think that the overall kind of um, outcome here is that the Ravens defense does not look good enough to make to make a team kind of like Miami um, they had the Jets week one. Even then, they came back a little bit. It doesn't feel like they can just run the clock out Baltimore. So I think Dobbins, with his lack of pass catching, may struggle when he's back. Just looking at what Drake, Mike Davis, Justice Hill did. Obviously, they're not the best running backs in the world, but there doesn't seem to be any movement in that offensive line. So that is something that's going to worry me. Um, Andrews and Bateman dominated targets on the Baltimore side. Um, I think Bateman, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we can rely on two long plays. He might be a sneaky sell, in my opinion. Um, you know, two big long touchdowns. Without them, you're looking at mediocre days, really, with six targets first game, seven targets the second game. I'm not that encouraged by Bateman yet. Um, on the other side, complete opposite, I think. Um, again, weird to see Mostert in for so much for Chase Edmonds. But obviously, it was very game. There was a game plan here. Edmonds got the first week. Mostert got the second week. Good luck picking who's going to get whatever week going forward. The one thing I would say is, you know, those two are extremely injury prone. So having them on your roster, you've got massive upside should one of them go down. Um, but we all know that anyway. And then Hill and Waddle, you know, they they're just pushing up to his numbers uh, incredibly well. Like the yard after the catch for both of those players, it just. A joy to watch, and and there's nothing else there. You don't, you know, Kiseki's four targets are going to throw out the window in a game like this because two or through four, you know, 50 times he's not going to do that again. So uh, don't be fooled by Kiseki. Get him out of your mind straight away. It's it's Hill and Waddle consolidated targets, and that's what you want to see for two wide receivers. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was definitely a Miami Miami Heat for sure. It was um. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great game. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm a big, uh, you know, I love Tyreek Hill. I love the speed, and obviously with uh, with Waddle as well. You know, I was um, I was a fade on Waddle, and that looks like it's going to be a mistake. Um, obviously, we only play two games. I will say though, the big thing that yeah worries me. I think Chase Edmonds is looking pretty grim. Um, just where is uh, I know he was only probably around five round six pick, but there was a lot of hype on him off season, and it's just really can confusing as to why he was faded in the game so much especially when they're chasing Edmonds is a pass catching you know scat back type runner and he just didn't get any of the targets any of the receptions they didn't use him um so the usage was really weird second half of the game so yeah that's alarm bells for me um so I'm I'm pretty much out, out on the running game, but you've got to love the wide receivers. Um, and and obviously, I think we said if if Tua can support two wide receivers, uh, top fifteen, top twenty wide receivers, then he's going to be a top quarterback. So through two games, he's he's looking that way. I will pump the brakes a little bit on week three because they've got the Buffalo Bills and their defense is nasty. So um, you know, temper expectations on the wide receivers. I still think they'll have to throw the ball. But, you know, it's not going to be 
you know, don't look, don't, don't be um, any illusions. It's going to be the same as the Ravens because I don't think it will be. But overall, you know, if you've got Hill or, or Waddle on your team, you're going to be really happy going forward. On the Chase Edmonds situation, I did have a, I don't know why. I, had, I, I did drop him from a few leagues. I had a feeling they would do this. I don't know. I don't know if I read something in the morning or what, but it's 2.8, 2.08 yards per carry last week. Maybe they were just like, you know, that is nowhere near good enough against obviously New England very good. And he had one breakaway run in this game. Otherwise, it would have been around that figure again, maybe even less. Yeah, so, 6.6 at the moment. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's boosted by that run. No, it's just it one run. At the end, yeah. It's right at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, I watched it. Um, until then, he was a complete bust. Um, I don't think they can... I, again, I don't, we all did say the offensive line... And this is where, you know, the offense, the off season where we were looking at offensive line comes into this massively. They are not going to be a running team that can move the offensive line. We've seen that now in the first two weeks. So, you know, should one of those two go down, you're banking on receptions. And obviously most of catch the ball as well. So um, we need receptions for those backs to be relevant, I think. But I don't think they're going to do it. See? So I, I think just with the scheme, I just think they're going to use the wide receivers, the, the speed of Hill and, and mm. Waddle and just put one of them in the slot. To catch those sort of balls so i think that's you know that that is just it's just a worry and, and and like i said edmonds has never never been a good running you know he's never so he's never been a good, he's never had the point he's never produced it at any level in his career so why you know i know he got paid the most he's in, you know an up-and-coming fiery offense but overall he's never you know he's, there's no there's no history of him ever being a good running back so um even though the stats might tell you otherwise but yeah so out out on Edmonds. I know that hurts you. <laughs> it does, yeah. I've got him. I've got him everywhere. From an explosive game to uh, to a boring game that became explosive for the wrong reasons. Um, and then and then finally something happened. Saints versus the Bucks. Um, I mean, this was a real bad watch up until Mike Evans having a scrap, and then finally a touchdown. The Perryman, which uh, Tony, you called, but uh, Tom, mm. Tom Brady can even uh, even get work at Perryman and did. So, yeah, <laughs> fancy takeaways here. Tom Brady needs weapons. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, and, and, a bad I, mood, didn't he? I think he was in a bad mood all day. He was swearing and shouting everybody, wasn't he? Was, he? Um, he, threw, he threw a bike soft surface at the yeah. end, and luckily it found, he just bounced back. Giselle had him <laughs> sleeping on the, on the couch, didn't he? Before the game. I, I, do you know what? I've heard, I've heard they might be having trouble because he's come back. But anyway, we won't go into that. Um, uh, but, but he's got trouble on the field. Scotty Miller had the... He, he felt like he was screaming at Scotty Miller every time. And the ball, to be fair, there was one. It was played. The ball was placed perfectly, and, and Miller's left his feet way, way too early for a dive and catch. And there was no need to do that. Um, he does need weapons. Julio Jones was the closest to playing this week. It looks like because he was a game time decision. So if Evans is out, Julio's back in next week. I don't think Godwin's going to play. So it could be Julio, Russell Gage, Perriman. They just added Beasley, and I wouldn't be surprised if Scott Scotty Miller gets pushed out. Um, after watching that game, um, yeah, I called that? the power Beasley. What? Did they, they signed Beasley, Beasley signed oh, okay. for um, Tampa Bay. It's worrying Either for Gage then, isn't it? Last. Yeah, not in the short term. He's going to take time. I think. I I still think. Yeah, I think Julio will come back. It's probably probably 
tells me that maybe Julio or Godwin is not that ready to come back, maybe. I don't know. But Evan's suspension as well, throw that in and they haven't got anyone next week. Perriman is a good stash. You know, they play, who are they playing next week? Let's have a look. Because he might be Green a player Bay, to play. I think it is. They've got the Packers next week. Green Bay at home. At home. Low yeah. Again, that is going to be. Probably, it? yeah. I mean, going back to this game, though, Brady is historically poor against the Saints. And um, without without Godwin and Julio, he should have been a sit, no matter what. The most annoying thing, probably, is, you know, Fournette's yards per carry were, were not great. And the Saints got run on the first week. Um, so he cost, you know, he cost me in a couple of leagues as well, um, where I had him and I was expecting a little bit more. So disappointing there. And it just makes me think, you know, without without that kind of high-powered offense to get in the red zone, is Fournette, does he go back to kind of his plodding days or is he a buy-low? I think he's a buy-low, personally, because, I, th- I, you know, they will move the ball. He will get in the red zone. But, you know, it wasn't great to see. 24 carries for 65 yards is probably one of the worst yards for carries in his career um on the Saints side thomas comes through with a reception td again but it's late lave looks like he's got uh, everyone's been saying about how many, how many um air yards he picked up um he's got to be started soon probably he's been on everyone's bench but you know so far it's been the right decision for about you know seven and eight points but one of them's going to hit so i think they have got a <clears throat> nice couple of matchups: Carolina, Minnesota, Seattle. He could probably be started in all those three games. Alave. Um Yeah, and without Kamara, they didn't really have much at the running backs. Um, Mark Ingram's fumble was costly. They were moving the ball in that drive. That could have been a different game. He didn't. But yeah, Winston. Do we see Andy Dalton soon? Do we think? No, no, I don't. No, not for me. Unless he's, he's a very good backup. Obviously, they, you know they. It's funny, Dalton could easily come in and, and just steer this team with, with Kamara. A little, you know, you could see that happening. Could... Yeah, if they were 0-2, I think, um, yeah, they'd been, you, you'd have more share. But they, they won the first, even though they weren't convinced yes. against the Falcons. Yeah, they, um, they got the win. But it's his arm strength, isn't it, I think. And, and if you go back to Alave, um, yeah. you know, they, they, they traded up a lot for him. They want to air the ball out if they can, you know, to keep that. An option, so they you know, keep it, keep them guessing in that instead of just going through Kamara all the time. So, yeah, I, I, I'm alright with Winston. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say, sorry, you finished, yeah, I was going to say, I'm no, not, no, which is, I, yeah, go on. No, Alave is interesting because you know we we do see. I mean, I watched him obviously quite closely in this one. There was so many deep throws that they, they were just missed, but but I don't know. We could say we quite easily say, yeah, one of them's going to hit soon, but I don't really get that kind of warm, fuzzy feeling with Winston. The fact he's got four broken bones in his back as well, it quite. I I think I don't know. I, I feel like they could lose quite easily against Carolina, and then they got Minnesota. They could go one and three shortly, and I think people might be asking, Dalton, does that crush Alave? Then would be my my concern. Um, they won't lose to the Panthers. They certainly to the Panthers. Absolutely not. Panthers are the worst team, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Absolutely terrible. But yeah, no, I, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it was a, we, we, you know, everyone saw it wasn't going to be a great game um, and his, history says that Brady's not very yeah. good against the Saints, but I mean, the lines are really good though, so you've got to remember that, you know, even though the Saints were running the ball early, Fournette is getting the volume, but 
Saints have always had a Renana good off a, you know defensive line, so that was no surprise that he didn't get you know, he didn't get the yardage that his targets uh, sorry that his uh, rushes represented. But overall, yeah, it was a poor game. You know the fighting was good, but you know if you go back if you just go back to Alave and um, and Thomas, I think you've got to start them both now. I mean you look at I mean Alave is the, is the clear target leader. Um, I mean he had thirteen targets this week. Um, I've got Michael Thomas in one of our main leagues. Um, and he's, he's looking, you know, he's, yeah, he's looking good, but he's probably a sell high mm-hmm. um, because of the touchdowns that he's getting. But, you know, I, I don't know. He's looking like his old self. So at, at the same time, you know, you, you drafted him for, I drafted him to be a wide receiver too. And I think he could stay that for the rest of the season. Um, and then Alave, yeah, like we said, the deep threat is there. And, and you mentioned it to me about the air yards. I think it was, histo- yeah. it was historic, apparently, this last week. I can't remember can't give credit who it was, but someone, um, I think it was Jake, someone said, yeah, Jacob Gibbs, I think it was sports, I'm saying that he had the historic, historic numbers for yards. So that's all good signs. And obviously with Winston's, with Winston's arm, you know, yeah, they didn't connect, but, you know, he still adds nine, uh, five receptions and 13 targets. So you've got to look at the target and the usage. So I think he's going to be on the field all the time with Thomas. You know, you don't draft that, you don't draft that much capital into a player and, uh, and not play him. So, so yeah, positive for him, but the Bucks are in trouble until they get their players back. Yeah, sell high, Michael Thomas, buy low, Leonard Fournette. I think. All right, moving on to uh, another explosive-looking offense. The Lions beat the Commanders thirty-six twenty-seven. I mean, Ross St. Brain, if you picked him up as your WR three, then uh, you are very excited. <laughs> um, Tony talking through the takeaways here, and Ross St. Brain being the key. Yeah, he's commanding so much. He's just he's just the focal point of this offense now. You know, um, we got to be careful. Obviously, Swift did not play his normal amount of snaps. He still got his, but we we do need to keep an eye on that. But we've seen it enough now. It's, it's Amara, it's Swift, and Hawkinson's still getting targeted. He's dropping quite a lot, but he's still relevant in that offense. I don't think you can start anyone else. I've got DJ Chark on a couple of leagues, Josh Reynolds. They're all pieces the biggest thing for me is going to be what happens when Williams comes in how long is he going to take to get kind of equipped to the NFL does he take um work from um Amon Ra but I don't know why they would change a winner recipe at the moment that's the winner recipe um and target any games with the Lions in because they're high scoring so you know you saw what happened in Washington in this game Wentz comes back throws quite a lot um on that side it's very interesting to see Again, we talked about this on the last show. I really like teams which have three clear wide receivers. They don't rotate them. And I did say you could probably start all three. They all came through, which is lovely. But also the tight end, which was a bit of a surprise. He, he caught the touchdown. Logan Thomas. Um, so, I mean, maybe one of those four doesn't come through in a kind of normal game script kind of game. So um, just be, be a little bit cautious of that. Yeah, Rob. What are your thoughts on the Lions and uh, and Wentz's commander? Yeah, so just on the on the Lions, so I, I you know I did a piece preseason on DeAndre Swift as a top five running back, and at the moment that's looking really good. His yards per carry are just incredible: nine point six, eleven point seven, eleven point two. Sorry, first two 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 games, and he didn't play all the snaps in this game. He was off mm. on and off the field, so he is an absolute superstar. And um, if you've got him. 
in Dynasty or in Redraft, you're, you're looking pretty good. My only concern for him, and it's always been the same, is can he stay healthy? But that's the same for most running backs. So, yeah. so really good for him. Uh, and then, obviously, Amon Racing Brown. Um, yeah, he, he's looking like a slot monster, isn't he? I think someone mentioned on um, on one of the pods that I listened to that you know he's the new Cooper Cup. But I think um, I think he, yeah, he, he needs to obviously could do it. He did it of he's done it over two seasons on the end of it. But I think. Um, for as long as Jameson Williams is out, he's going to be the focal point in the passing game. When he comes in, though, even though they play different, they play different roles. It could change, and obviously the usage might change a little bit. Um, so if you've got him, I guess you're gonna you're gonna hold him. You're not gonna sell Amon Ra unless you're gonna get the world for him, but because um, he's so young. But overall, yeah, he looks good. Hawkinson, I think I said off season, he's a, he's a fade for me. I think he, he's a, an absolute bust and a sell if you can if you can get anything through him in dynasty i would sell him i just i just don't think he's that good and i think he drops a lot of balls he's he's losing out to obviously for Amon Ra with the usage um so yeah I, i'm i'm completely out on hawkinson and then on the other side of the ball um the commanders i think yeah I, my start of the week was was carson wentz and i think going forward he's a solid you know he's a solid top top 14 maybe top 15 qb um so starting with confidence going forward, I think the weapons have definitely helped him. I don't think he's had a good a receiving core as this for quite some time. He's got three legit weapons there. Again, if they can keep Curtis Samuel healthy, um, Dodson's looking like a real superstar as well. He's got such such good hands. I mean, I mm. think that was the talk at, at preseason, but he's just yeah, he just doesn't seem to drop much. So and it's a good connection with Wentz, and he doesn't mind you know he doesn't mind swinging the ball you know. He throws it. He throws it deep. So, so yeah, McLaurin's probably the biggest loser for me out of the out of the Washington side. I think. I think we both agree off off season total. We're not we're not big advocates of McLaurin as far as no. dynasty and all the rest of it. He's, he was far overpriced. He's probably like um, he's probably a worse version of DJ Moore as far as the market. I think. I think obviously everyone's yeah, so. high on DJ Moore, but McLaurin probably gets a little bit more too much love, and he hasn't really. He's a good player, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's good, but he just never seems to get that. He's not a target monster. He's no AJ Brown. He's no Justin Jefferson type, you know, alpha stud. And he's not going to command the target share uh, in this offense, especially now with Dotson. I think that's, it's just, yeah. um, he's just a wide receiver too, um, with some upsides and weeks. Yep. Nice. Um, over to the Rams then. So, they went straight to Alan Robinson. Uh, oh. That point, early doors, and he got in the end zone twice when we went twice. And um, well, yeah, it cost me a week that that stupid play. But anyway, um, uh, I'll go on for that too much. <laughs> not, I'm not bitter about it. But Henderson and Akers was the watch here for me. So ten carries to fifteen carries. It, it was a clear kind of not a squeaky wheel, but it was you know we listen. He, he said he was going to get Robinson. He said he was going to get Akers involved. Um, and he did both those things. So he's not really a coach that lies compared to some of the other ones. I think that's what we're going to see from the running backs, even though Henderson's um, efficiency was better and he scored the touchdown, so he's getting used down there. But Akers was on the field a lot as well. Um, it's going to be game script dependent whether you can start either or, or any of them or it's just wait for one of them to be out for a couple of games because that's going to happen for both those players as we already know. Um, especially Henderson. I think he actually left the game with a concussion for about half the first quarter, which helped Akers get on the field. The biggest thing for me, uh, yeah, Roberto's going to have a say on Robinson, but I think he is a sell because he, you know, he's still not, he's not getting enough targets. He got five receptions, 
Uh, it got three end zone, um, yeah, three end zone targets, which is great to see. So you you hope the touchdowns are there in the future, but you know, Higby with nine receptions is killing Robinson. Uh, nine targets. I wanted to see that number go down this week. I was watching that carefully. If Higby's numbers go down, Robinson's probably a, a buy or a hold. Higby kept his nine rece- uh, targets, so I don't think there's enough there for Robinson as Cup will get his. And then I'll let Roberta talk about Carl Pitts for a second because he loves him. I, I don't love him. No, well, I don't, obviously <laughs> everyone loves him, but yeah, I just it's just worrying, isn't it? I think um, it, it seems obviously we're only through two games at Drake London is the primary target. Obviously, they paid the draft capital for him, first round pick. And he looks really good. But it's just the usage of Carl Pitts, even though he was, I think, again, I haven't got the percentages to hand, but from memory, when I've listened to, um, he played a lot um, as, a, as a wide receiver in this game. So he wasn't blocking. Everyone keeps saying he's blocking a lot. He didn't block that much in this game. He was he was put out wide. So it is worrying. Again, this is another coaching, coaching issue, um, just not using one of their best, you know, he's probably their best player um, athlete-wise better than Drake London but they're just not using him enough and it's worrying I mean I took him in the third round in one of our in our redraft league and obviously I regret that now I again it's going to probably be a season where it's you know like in Dynasty everyone loves him and wants to trade up for him but it's going to be year two and another dead year so um, I say dead year he had a thousand yards last year but still it's not what people wanted uh, you know paid for him and expect from him you know they're looking for the Kelsey numbers and the Andrews numbers and he's just not going to get it on this offence so and again with Mariota doesn't help I think he's played well Mariota but he doesn't if his first option's not there he runs um, and he's looking at Drake London a lot so so yeah I'm worried about him um, and then yeah just going back to to Robinson and, and the Rams very quickly you know Robinson um yeah, it just seems like he's got the he's got the Odell Beckham role um, from the end of last season, where they're trying to just integrate him in the red zone, try and get him the, the touchdowns. But his target usage of five targets, four receptions, it's just not going to be enough. You know, for as long as Cup stays healthy, he's just he's always going to be a secondary piece. And obviously, like you mentioned, Tom, with the Higby um, nine this week, I think I said to him, don't expect the same usage. I think he had twelve or whatever it was, twelve or thirteen last week. So yeah, it's. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm happy about Acres though. Finally, just to say that Acres, I think, is gonna start to see more work. He's he's clearly the better. I think he's the better overall player. Um, you know, and, and they drafted him. I think they drafted him in the same round or second or one was third. I think Henderson. But overall, I think Acres is positive signs. And and if they can keep the usage up a little bit more, he's probably a very good sneaky buy low in all formats. I say that. Nice. Um, in the interest of time, and I'll chuck some teams out of you, and uh, and you can just give me some of your best takeaways. So, um, Bengals continued their bad start. Bengals Cowboys, uh, Lamb, Rob, you were uh, yeah, you were pretty I, spot on. Well, no, I I think he did all right. He still got his target. Got eleven targets, caught seven for seventy five. That's not bad. Um, I did say he would get his target. Roberto was lower than him last no, week. No, no, yeah, you were right about the targets, but I, I think I, I'm, I'm right. That's his, ce- that's his ceiling for me. If for as long as Prescott's out, that's that's his ceiling game. So that that's a worry if you're taking him round one, round two. And I did say Noah Brown would be the um, more fantasy yeah, guarantee, yeah. and he and he was. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously you can't do much with Lamb. It's it's good if he keeps that usage up. Then um, in PPR formats, he's gonna be he's gonna be all right for a wide receiver three two. 
We need to talk about Paulo Donali. Is is it switched? I don't think so, but it's it's just poor, isn't it? Uh, Paul has only had one. It was one big run, yeah. I mean, granted, but he, he, I mean, he does that. We saw him, how many times we see him running down the sideline last yeah. year. He, 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 he's not. They cannot keep ignoring that talent, in my opinion. I've been higher on him, obviously, the last two or three years, but he he just looks so much more explosive than Zeke. Sooner or later, we're going to see a switch, and it could be very soon, especially if they keep winning with with Pollard scoring touchdowns. I think they give him the touchdown though, didn't they? I think he was talking. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He did yeah, that fifty-yard yeah. run, and then yeah. he wanted to give him it. So absolutely. But no, Elliot looks okay though. It's just I think again until Prescott's back, they're not going to have. They're not going to score enough touchdowns. They're not going to be in enough shootouts where these two are getting the touchdowns. I think um, they, you know, they they need they need to be in vol- you know, big big shootouts to get this sort of volume that that, that we're yeah. we're looking for. But but yeah, Paul Adler does look does look really good. But again, they're going to see they're going to keep playing Elliot uh, Elliot as well. On the other side, Hayden Hurst can be started. Another tight end who's on the field all the time. You've got to look at the snap counts and the, the kind of snap percentage. 81% on a team that likes to throw the ball. Hayden Hurst can be started. Nice. Um, and yeah, if you've got Zeke, go sell him on name value. <laughs> um, 49ers. Uh, they beat the Seahawks. Let's just focus uh, on the 49ers. Obviously, yeah. terrible news with Lance going down. Um, so players that it helps. Jeff Wilson helps massively because Garoppolo will check down a lot more. So he'll get his catches. Obviously, TDP's gone as well. Players that help help Ayuk, definitely. Um, because better thrower, I think. Um, and we saw that come through last year. Samuel, so Debo with Lance was about six points lower than when he was with uh on average with Garoppolo. So it helps him. And I think it helps I think it helps everyone. In my, in my opinion, Lance would have taken so many yardage away with his legs, um, and Garoppolo, we know for a fact, will be able to move the ball. So, over, uh, unfortunate, but overall, arrows up for all of 49ers. I agree with that. Mostly, Ayuk, I, I think, does take a little bit of a, a downswing. I think he had more of a connection with Lance, even though it was very limited. You know, it was more off season, but yeah, certainly up wheels up for uh, for Debo if he can stay fit with the Russian. Um, they did uh, yeah, but I'm not talking about practice and report. No, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. But just on the usage, I think you'll find you'll find going forward that I think he'll he'll um it'll be more Debo and and Kittle when Kittle comes back, he had yeah. he, he's one of Jimmy's favorite rappers. So watch out for him. And then obviously they signed Malin Mack to the the actual team now from the practice squad. So that's one to watch. As in, you know, they're worried about the running back staying healthy again, and uh, it probably won't be long until another one goes down. So yeah. Go see if you can buy Kittle. Definitely. Everyone. Nice. Um, Broncos, not the win, but uh, a lot of concern. And Judy went down with a shoulder injury. Thoughts? Yeah, Wilson's struggling. Um, and it might not be because of the... It might be because of the weapons or, or whatever. The system is very slow. I mean, the, the amount of times the fans got on their back, there were two seconds to snap the ball at home is a worry. Um, and it's hurting everyone. Lack of plays is hurting the running backs. Um, Sutton got his. Reto's good shout last week, but Judy left in the first quarter. So I think, you know, being targeted downfield as well. So that could have carried on. Um, I think they were both good plays. So don't don't feel bad, Sutton Judy. You can't count on injuries, but he does get injured a lot. A lot. Um, yeah, if Judy doesn't come back, I don't know if you can start Russell Wilson. That's my takeaway. And Albert O is forget about Albert. No, 
I'll let know. <laughs> I'll let know. Yeah, oh. so, so yeah, Sutton is a is a wide receiver one for as long as Judy's out. He's the only weapon in town. Um, but yeah, Russ is struggling. I think they were the crowd were counting down the snap counts, you know, or clock before it runs out. So it's worrying times for the for the rookie coach. But um yeah, you just gotta they, they should get better over time. But I think um yeah, Judy again, you know, I don't want to say injury, but he, he he was injured last year, wasn't he? And he got injured. Yeah, he keeps. Yeah, he seems to have that little bit of an issue, but you know, it can happen to anyone. But he looks good. So, so yeah. But I am worried about the offense in general and the running backs. Again, um, will will also struggle uh, for as long as they as as long as Russ is struggling. Yeah, so much excitement about this offense in the off season, and uh, it's been disappointing so far. And the fans let him know. Damian Man. Pierce, 16, 16 touches compared to Rex Burkhead, three. Big switch already happened. There we go. One to watch going forward. Absolutely. Two more teams then. Um, and I, I mean, the Bills, unbelievable. Um, absolutely blew the Titans away and takes them. Allen proved that connection furthermore. Um, and Eagles, Jalen Hurts, likes to run into the end zone and uh, did so uh, many times. Um, takeaways from the Bills and the Eagles. Um, Singletary was a good sit for me. I'll put, pat myself on the back there. I don't even in a game with like forty-one. Forty-one. <laughs> well, I, I did make a mistake with a couple, but forty-one to seven at home, and Singletary's getting three points. When are you going to start him after that? Yeah, I have to 41. say, I, I, I agree with that. I think last week I was I was more on Singletary, but yeah, he looks good when he gets the ball. But like like Tony said, he, he's not getting the usage enough. So. Um, Ryan Tannehill right. a sit from me so I'll tap myself on the yeah it's rubbing off now yeah he, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was dreadful so yeah he got murdered in that game so, so the, uh, I mean, the question is Henry 13 carries 25 yards he got in the end zone but he's around one pick mm. what are we saying is he's he, got, a, is got he... a good schedule coming up I think the, yeah. the next next three games are talent Vegas, the good, Indianapolis. The good thing, Washington. the good thing for Henry is he's got it. The coach is Dable is a good coach, um, and you can see him trying to sort things out. That you know they always seem to come through, but they are they are they are looking the worst they've looked in quite quite a while. So I do worry a little bit about Henry's ceiling. Uh, I think is gone from the from previous years, but he could probably be a safe RB two going forward. I think if you know if he keeps the touchdowns. Um, but Diggs, I want to put a statement out. I think Diggs, I think Diggs could be the real, yep. real threat for for Cup this year for wide receiver one. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Didn't need uh, didn't need Gabriel Davis either to win. No, they don't, do they? No. They don't. They used right. a fullback. Was it a fullback? Who they they put in somewhere? Yeah, the first one scored. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen him before, but he got a touchdown. Um, Big guy as well. Eagles, Vikings, Vikings. Uh, um, Eagles I, I, managed yeah. Jefferson. So Jefferson yeah. and JT this week. You know, yeah. at the bad weeks. Drop them. Drop them. Drop That's them to the wire. Poor. If you're in my league, drop them to the wire. Cousins was poor in this game. And he's, I usually think he's a good quarterback, but he missed He missed quite a few throws. He panicked a lot, a lot when he was under pressure. But um, I think Jalen Hurts, again, uh, could, be, could be QB1 yeah. this year. Could well be QB1. 
Absolutely. I miss him already on my team from last year. He was great. But the, the ones I would sell, Sanders is sell for me still. Even though he's getting the usage, he's still a sell um, because Pitts is going to take away so many. And I've, uh, from uh, touchdowns away from him or touches in the, in the danger zone away from him. Um, all right, this is your chance to buy every single Minnesota Viking. So Dalvin Cook's been awful so far. I think he's in the same bracket as Henry. If you believe in their talent, go and get them, especially in redraft, because he's going to turn it around, and he'll turn it around fast, probably. Um, I've done the same thing for Thielen. I, don't th- I just think they'll go back to basics. They'll go back to Cousins, kind of trusting his players, You know, maybe not lock on to Jefferson. This is a lesson, kind of lock into one player. Irv Smith looks like he's clicking as well. Big game from Irv Smith. I, Vikings will, I got no worries about them. They're going to rebound. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the Eagles could be looking at Super Bowl team. Yeah, their defense is incredible. Very good. I've just picked them up in a, in our main league. I don't know if they got, they got Washington and Jacksonville next two games and Arizona were awful and maybe Cooper Rush. I can see a shootout with six. Washington, I think, though. I can see that being... Well, that's, that's, that's fine. Which is good, yeah. You'll get... Yeah, he's going to have his way. Yeah. He, he yeah. completely shut down Jefferson. I say completely, but a lot. He did shut down, so... Yeah, and Devontae Smith, just a very fine thing on it. Devontae Smith had the targets this week. So, that again, this is why I think they're a Super Bowl contending team. If AJ Brown is quiet, I think he got injured a little bit in the game. They'll go, they got other weapons. Smith is a very good, talented wide receiver, and they got Goddard look good in patches as well. So, he looks great. They're overall, yeah, they're a very dangerous team. Yeah. Pete, well, thank you, gents. That was uh, comprehensive. We still could have talked about it a lot more. So we'll definitely keep this show in the books um, and we'll be back Friday to talk yep. uh, Thursday night football and stats and sits for the weekend. Thursday, I just want to say Thursday night football is going to be a good one because it, whoever it? loses that. <laughs> yeah, you don't think it will be, but oh, I think God. it will. I, no, not for fantasy. I think, I think the loser of that game is going to basically be out of the running even this early because um, one and two is obviously a lot different. One, but I just think Pittsburgh won't come back from it, and I don't think Brissett will be able to hang if they go down to one and two. So I'm sneakily looking forward to that from an NFL perspective rather than see. I think. Here's a quick question before we wrap it up: Trubisky, do you think there's a changeover? Yeah, coming? for me, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah not maybe week. not this week, but yeah, but I think <laughs> it might it might come sooner rather than later. But I think the Bengals are struggling as well, so I think they could, they've got a little bit of life still left before they um, completely say they're, they're done. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. 0-2, the Bengals. Um, and who have they got next? Because they could the be, they got the Jets and Miami. They could turn it's it around tough. quickly. Miami, tough, tough game. Yeah, and uh, Dolphins-Bills next week as well, which uh, should be a massive game. Yeah, we'll, for, I guess on Friday we'll talk, about, we'll talk about the, the games we want to um, Absolutely. highlight. Yeah, plenty, well, let's see if you keep your record up of... Uh, 80% right on your stats and sits, gents. Stats and sits, yeah. yeah Are we keeping a track of them? We've got a record. Somewhere. Yeah, we've got a record. Don't worry, I will be holding you to account, gents. Uh, <laughs> this is why I released the hot takes from Rob as well, because uh, they'll, they'll come back to hold him, I'm sure. Yeah, thank you very much for your time, gents, and, uh, and thanks, everyone. Cool. Thank you. See you later, everyone. Bye. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. 
Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore playactionpass and our website playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do play to us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions, uh, and we'll answer those on the show or we'll answer them on feed, depending on their agency. Um, to reach out to us individually, find Tony at LightTech7, Rob at TeamBest10, and me at MattMayFF on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions, we'll answer them on the next episode, or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and support.